0: Hello and welcome to Dropping drop and get the movies. I'm Mike and I'm Jose and today we've seen Rye Lane which was uh, on a list, a long list of movies that I sent to you saying we could go see any of these today. I don't really care whether we see any of them or don't and uh, you picked this one which was interesting to me. British rom-com mm. set um, in London, in and amongst kind of black culture, mm. sort of a black film, mm. um, you, about 20 or 25 minutes in, leant over to me and said, should we go and see if something else is on? And I said, I'm all right with this. And there are three reasons I said that. One is that I was
1: all right you with were it. You and wanted to punish me. <laughs> yes. That's the second reason. <laughs> Um,
0: the first is that I was alright with it I wanted to see how it would go I mean it's a genre piece you kind of know how the things are going to fall but I wanted to see how it would play out Um, second was yes I wanted to punish you I thought it's great that you picked this and now I get to yeah I would glee occasionally (laughs) throughout the rest of the film I would like remember that you were having a terrible time and this must be torture for you and I would like smile to myself it was wonderful and the third reason Mm. is that Cocaine Bear was on at 5 and I was quite keen to miss it Wow. So, and if we'd have left, we'd have had to see it. <laughs> you might like cocaine, okay, how do I you know? Might, I might like cocaine, okay, but it seems uh, like very, snake, I mean, of, a, it seems very snakes on a plane, you know, sort of. Sure. Everyone's into the big joke movie.
1: Anyway. Um, I was having a terrible time. And so, so to begin with, the reason why I wanted to see it is because it's British, because it's a romantic comedy, you know, done with a black cast. Yeah. Uh, Because it has a London location, and actually, I can't remember seeing another Black British romantic comedy, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, so I wanted, I wanted to see it, basically, you know. Um, But within the first ten minutes, I just thought this is awful. You know, I didn't like um, the male lead in particular.
0: I thought he was weak early on. I
1: thought he was completely charmless and uncharismatic. And
0: he starts off with this crying on the toilet, and that's essentially the meet cute. And I thought he was very bad at it. Yeah, it doesn't endear you to him right away. No,
1: I hated the look of it. I didn't understand those huge wide angles that begin to look almost fisheye, yeah, because they curve mm. so much on the edges, right? With the characters lost in the middle of it, right? I mean, this is a romantic comedy. You want to see kind of people's faces, and you know, I just didn't understand that that aesthetic for this genre of film. Because the thing about a romantic comedy is you know exactly what's going to happen, right? You know, and you know exactly how it's going to end. So the whole process is in kind of, you know, showing the charisma, the jokes, yeah, kind of trying to make every moment as entertaining and as charming as possible. You know, this to me just absolutely failed. And I don't know if it's just me that, you know, the film is not speaking to my sensibility, but aside from the film, maybe not speaking to my sensibility, I thought, so many of the choices were wrong for Mm -hmm. this type of film. Yeah. And primarily the look. And sometimes you get things like camera movement or you didn't understand why it was why, yeah, it was doing what the film was doing. And I thought, so for example, when they take that whole bike ride across London, right, that should be a wonderful romantic, glamorous moment. Mm -hmm. You just have a huge close up of the two protagonists, right? Like you know, so you have like these these white shots everywhere else, and now you move into a close-up when they're kind of ostensibly going to the city? It's, I thought it was absurd. It's like, what's the film? Uh, Roman Holidays? like doing Roman Holiday, <laughs> you know, and they're on their bike and not showing you Rome. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of... I, 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 I don't get it. Yeah.
0: I, I have I, I have some sense of what you mean. Um, there are things about the film that I wish were, were funnier, mainly. Um, although it did make me laugh quite a few times.
1: Um, not that many. You laughed a few... You chuckled a few times. Yeah, so, uh,
0: no, I wasn't, like, rolling around on the floor. It's not that kind of comedy. But I found it fairly charming, and I was with the characters, and it, and it did make me giggle. And there were jokes that worked as they were meant to, mm. right? Um, the thing about the fish eye... Well, close to fish eye, the wide-angle stuff, you know, is very noticeable. And um, I noticed it, too. And I have some sense of what you mean, but I kind of liked the idea that it was giving you... What it does is it simultaneously makes your field of view extremely wide that's what it does but everything recedes into the background very quickly as well it it accentuates um depth into the Mm -hmm. frame and so you get this sense of a world which is very wide and it's kind of alive but it's never like that's never the focus it's still the background to them they're centered in it still they're still the focus of it
1: i did kind of like i didn't like it i mean they obviously they were the center but what are you going to do put them on the sides but there's all this empty space on both sides of them you know, and I thought, sure, if you want to do a film about alienation, that would be a great choice. But actually, to do a romantic comedy and film, film, you know, the central couple in the midst of all this curved, it puts them together space. in the
0: world. They're together. I, I, I like, and also, it's not the only shot the film does. It comes back to. it. Well, that there's, is, that there's, is a, there's a, a lot that's of vari- a dominant. Aesthetic. There's a lot of variety though in what it's doing, and one actually, I was because I, I was thinking, I do like how this is. It 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 wants to find interesting angles it wants to shoot low it wants to shoot high, and it wants to shoot planometric and when it was doing that or shoot um uh you know with the characters on on each side of the frame with, with a symmetrical thing and and it was it was jumping around doing all these different things that were always kind of interesting early on when they're at the gallery you get these extreme close-ups of the character um the the, the artist whose show they're at um, you know, kind of leaning right into the frame, super, super close, and then kind of moving out of it in a funny way. It's used. I I liked it. It had energy. Um, the one type of shot in the film that I didn't like, which is used a couple of times, is a shot that places it, it'll it'll be a, a single shot on a character, and it'll be a cutting between them in conversation. But it'll place the character on the left of frame, looking left, so the empty space is behind them on the right. And then when it cuts back, the character's on the right of frame, looking right. And it's not natural and I couldn't see the purpose to it. And it did just... It, it, it's a shot that that made me less pleased with all the other shots that the film had because it was like this. Well, this one has failed and, and it has no real purpose. And are you just doing this because you're looking for a way to shoot something differently? Yes.
1: Well, my thing is they're trying to find a way to be conceptually interesting, right? The shots of the ping, the shots of the guy multiplied in the cinema. Mm. You know, they're trying to... to to be inventive in quotation marks, but actually kind of they're doing it in ways that don't serve the story that don't enhance the characterization that don't hold the car you know the, the don't set up the jokes better doesn't create any visual jokes i mean and you know particularly in a romantic comedy, you have to have kind of the charm of the give and take between the characters. none of the visual choices supported that uh and it, it, I found it like really annoying after a certain point, mm. you know all of these, because I also thought it's what I most hate about British cinema, actually, because the whole film to me felt theatrical, stagey. Mm. It's just people talking and talking and talking you know and then in the middle of it, you have something that's meant to be a set piece, a new location or like a change of scenery in, uh, yeah in a play. Mm. right That's kind of you know the whole beginning of the film is exactly like that, right. And then ways of being conceptually interesting. So like, you know, on a stage you'd have like some light projection or, you know, something to dazzle, right? But actually, I think film doesn't work that way, mm. right? And so, you know, these conceptually interesting things here are detracting, you know, from, from, from the story and from the genre and from what people find kind of, you know, beautiful and appealing and entertaining and glamorous. I mean, I love romantic comedies. Mm. I thought this one was crap. I must say, I found it much more natural than I expected to, because I did come to, especially early
0: on in those first few minutes, feeling the kind of intensity of the the visual choices and feeling that theatrical nature Mm. that you describe. Um, But after, yeah, I mean, it took a little while. It took some twenty minutes or so, and maybe it was because you had expressed a desire to leave that I was like, "I'm going to enjoy this more now." (laughs) (laughs) But I did, I did start to get into the vibe, and also that's around the time, that's around the point in the film. When um, they have met and now they're on, the, so the film is structured as basically a single day. It has a little bit of like a before sunrise sort of mm. thing. Um, they just they they meet and they spend day together and they talk about their histories and the breakups that they're getting over and you know and start to kindle a friendship and a possible romance. And once they start just wandering around chatting, I felt very kind of comfortable and at home with the characters and with the, the way it was telling its story. It um, felt quite natural to me and I enjoyed that.
1: I felt the opposite. Mm. I thought, you know, this is going nowhere. The talk isn't interesting. You know, I also thought of the Sunset films, you know, and I thought it was like poles apart, you know, because this tried to dazzle you mm. with like stupid shots, right? Kind of, the other one seemed very naturalist actually, yeah. but it had all the glamour, you know, and the, and the emotion and the realness. This actually felt like it was a series of attitudes really. I don't think there was anything real in the film at all. You know, it isn't real about the attitudes to art. It isn't real about the attitudes to love. It isn't even real about, you know, the attitudes to family, right? I kind of, you know, I thought it was all like a a kind of a a simulacra of something that the director wanted to be. Mm. uh, And I found it irritating.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, there's a there's an extent to which you feel like how 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 real are these characters or how I mean they're kind of they're broader in some respects and some things are gonna be broader and certainly the characters around them are fairly broad. You've got like the ex girlfriend who's kind of up herself and kind of a bitch, mm. and then the guy that um, she cheated on him with, who's his old mate from school, who is just like a dumb as a bag of hammers mm. and that's his whole thing you know and, he's just, and he doesn't get anything at any point enough, and i found kind of funny <laughs> but well. it's extremely broad um, so i kind of like I, I get those they're they're real kind of
1: they real yes stereotypes. Um,
0: <laughs> but the <clears throat> but the two main characters you know a, a, a part of me is thinking how how real how real are these guys these guys have to be more real they have to be people i can buy into more and they are, they're certainly not as broad as the rest. And I guess, particularly with the the girl character, the girl of the pair, you know, you kind of know this thing about how she broke up with her boyfriend. You know that's going to turn out to be a line, this is going to be a thing that humanizes her more deeply, that she lied, you know, to save her, her ego. The
1: scenes, though, when they go into the ex's flat yeah. are so badly directed and so charmless. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that is meant to be like some pratfall, you know, charming screwball thing and it's just so badly handled and it looks so terrible and again, you know, uh, it's interesting because I thought the artist was actually like a hundred times more charismatic than the lead, right, like, you know, but also just kind of, you know, given nothing to do, I mean, you know, that's not a person and it's not a commentary on art and it's not funny and it's not dangerous and like, I just thought it was terrible. No, that could have
0: been a lot better and a lot funnier. Um,
1: Um, Of
0: the main pair, it's still by the end of the film, I basically don't believe the guy. I don't believe who he is. I don't believe that someone this kind of weak and um, unable to stand up for himself and all that kind of thing um, was in a relationship with this girl for six years, for one thing. Well,
1: (laughs) he's so much stronger. You know, the whole, I think the whole project of this romantic comedy. Well, it was twofold, you know. One, you know, to make it black, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, about black British culture and the locations and so on. And actually, I kind of liked, well, I certainly loved the attempt at doing that. Yeah. You know, and I even like. some of And we should say the... that the
0: writer and director and the people behind it, they're not like white people making a black movie. This, this is a black British movie from mm-hmm. head to toe, right? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know that, but I assume well, they so, are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, one of the projects of the film is to do that. Mm-hmm. The other project is to change the gender thing right so it's the man who's like weak and crying and Mm. yeah she discovers him in the bathroom crying right and at the end she's the one who makes the call and you know comes on the boat and Mm. he he goes running to her yeah she makes the grand gesture so i think there's a bit of a gender switch into the conventions of it you know so i think it is part of the film's project it's just not handled very well because actually the thing the, the
0: thing about the the uh the gender roles the typicality of the gender roles that i noticed was was um it, the film had that evocation of the manic pixie dream girl that it, in in exactly the right way like she is the girl who comes into his life and lifts him up and shows him that there's more and gets him to break into a house and ride a motorbike and all well stuff. there is so, that so like that's well. like down the line that's the way it goes but you're right but that's interesting that there is there is also a flip in it mm. um
1: though i suppose in films like in Screwball's Like Bringing a Baby. Yeah. It is Carrie Randall's who's passive. He's the scholar. Well, yeah, I was just thinking and that she's as she's well. the one. Yeah, uh, so... It is um, the women
0: in those films who are the strong ones, the opinionated ones. Yeah, and so... And men are, are... Yeah. So maybe
1: that's more a convention than I'm giving it credit for. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but you could see that it was... That that is what the film is doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, she's the strong, dynamic character. And also you know, the actress playing her is much more appealing and charismatic than the male lead, right? Yeah, that's
0: a big, big issue. Which is
1: a problem because, you know, I think the thing about romantic comedies is it has to be about the couple, Mm. you know? So, you know, you have Kate Hudson and you have Matthew McConaughey or you have Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, you have Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. Yeah, you can't have one of the couple being so much weaker than the other one or it doesn't work. Mm. And I think this is an instance of it because the guy is just so much weaker. Yeah. You know, than the woman. So, anyway, I kind of
0: I don't think it's a huge piece of shit and it did, and it did things for me, but um, it's it's not a great film by any means. Um, I it was the terrible. the um uh, it's the director's debut feature, Rain Alan Miller, her name is. Um and, you know, better things could come. She's young. But um, this isn't terrific.
1: No, and actually, it's like you know.
0: I tell you something I do like about it actually is there's a, there's a real there's a lightness and kind of a campiness to quite a lot of it that I really enjoyed. I mean, actually, for, for, early on, there's a campiness to the to the main character to the to the boy um, that
1: I did yeah, expect. Yeah, crying of. and with a pink. Right. Well,
0: I'm not. Him. I don't mean that in kind of a disparaging way, but he has a kind of. Like, like a gentleness, too, I guess. Maybe I like the
1: gentleness, you know, but but I just don't like the way that it's done, really. Yeah. Um, because, again, you you know, you could have done something else with the gentleness and the strength, or, mm. you know, kind of... Somebody like Bob Hope made a whole career of being just a coward. You know, you could have had jokes about... Yeah. Yeah, you know, when the artist confronts him in the loft. Um, so I, I just thought he, he had very little presence in the film he lacked charisma but then also i thought he lacked skill yeah, yeah, that he kind does, of, yeah um so so i thought that was a whole problem you know uh, and I, I mean i don't want to crap over young people trying to do interesting things it's true you know kind of everything might might change but i think on the evidence that we see here i think this is a film that's directed with little feel for the medium and little skill mm.
0: yeah no i think that's fair uh, um but it wasn't just that it was in it was in, you know. There's that shot where they're walking through the through the mall that's closed or like shopping arcade that's yes. closed, and all the shutters are down, but the shutters are all painted in these pastel colours, pinks and purples mm. and greens and stuff. And they don't need to be, but there's something very nice and pleasant about it. Just this very mildly idealised thing that mm. that reflects kind of their their, their budding relationship. Um, I really liked the character Mona was the name of uh, the drag. Well, a drag or queer sort of yeah, yeah. No, uh, I like them. ...who ran the club. You know who who was his real injection <laughs> well, of, of energy, energy
1: that yeah. the film lacked. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's the. But there's something the thing. I, I suppose
0: there's something like really non-judgmental about all that. Like if you think about about rom-coms, even kind of comparable rom-coms like British rom-coms from like the 90, like, like like the Richard Curtis types, there will be people in those who, on the basis of being gay or trans or something like that would be the butt of a joke. And there's nothing like that here.
1: Actually, you know, that's that's not true about the Richard Curtis ones. I mean, you know, I remember watching things like uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and of course, being completely moved by the gay relationships in those films mm. because they were unheard of, you know, they were about love. I mean, the poem in the funeral, of, uh, you know, Four Weddings and a funeral, it was just mm. tears, really. So, so... Well, I don't mean just Richard
0: Curtis, but I think there's definitely an evolution sure. in, in in comic
1: in, cinema in general. In general, that, yeah, no, I agree. So maybe it's unfair um, to pick on him specifically. Yeah, but so, you know... Um, but that's
0: very nice, right? It's basically there's an openness and egalitarianism to whoever you are, you get to yeah. to have your place and find your laughs.
1: I like that in the film as well, you know. I mean, actually, you know, if, if it was all just intentions... You know, I would love it. It's a, it's got a hundred percent of my support. You know, I want to see more films like this, and and I love the uh, the attitudes and so on. I I kind of I just you know, I mean, it was my choice to go. Yeah. And you know, it's my disappointment basically. <laughs> you know, I wish yeah. I could have liked it. You know, but I just didn't. I I thought it was like terrible. Yeah. Well, fair enough. There we go. Uh, yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for listening. We're (laughs) eavesdropping at the movies, and we are on...
0: Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Our social media is on Facebook and Twitter, at eavesdropmovies. And the website is eavesdroppingatthemovies.com. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.